If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. See you there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is not the sound of a stream running through the mountains. It's water from a leaking pipe trickling down a stairway. That's not a frog splashing into a lake. It's a piece of sheetrock falling into a puddle on a kitchen floor. And that's not a hiker taking a deep breath of mountain air. It's a homeowner gasping at the sight of a $12,000 water damage repair bill. 40% of homeowners have experienced water damage. Protect your home with the Moen Smart Water Monitor and Shutoff. Moen. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. What to Sew in Autumn, an easy listening guide with me, Alan Titchmarsh. Hello and welcome to the brand new Gardener's World magazine podcast series, exploring some of the key issues that incense and inspire gardeners. These are handy expert guides to some of the topics and techniques team at Gardener's World are asked about time and time again. Cuttings, tomatoes, pests, 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 blooming blight, composting, to name but a few. In this exclusive series, I'm going to talk about some of these big questions and share with you my practical no-nonsense solution. I'll lead you, not down the garden path, but to a more successful, hopefully less stressful approach to tackling common garden woes and getting the garden of your dreams. I want to help you to have more time enjoying the fruits and flowers of your labours, and less time actually labouring. gardener what's the right time to sow seeds and the chances are the answer you'll get will be spring i mean it stands to reason doesn't it spring is the start of the growing season but if you think about it 
autumn is when nature sows her seeds, after a full growing season when they're newly ripe and they're most viable. And there are some seeds that won't germinate if they're sown at other times of year, staying dormant until winter's fluctuating temperatures trigger them into life. But there's another reason for autumn sowing, and that's to get veg and flowers to produce bigger and earlier plants the following year, often as much as six weeks earlier. So in today's Gardener's World magazine tea break tutorial, I'm going to talk you through how to have success with autumn seed sowing. I'll tell you why it can be a little trickier than spring sowing, but also how to overcome any problems and what to sow for early flowers and veg ahead of the crowds next spring. With just a few of my autumn sowing tips, you'll have the keys to success. After all, nature knows best. So what's the key to autumn seed sowing success? Well, for a start, use fresh seed, especially when using your own harvested seed. Some seeds will keep well as long as they're cool and dry. Others tend to lose what we call viability quite quickly. The important thing once you've sown a seed is not to let it dry out. Oh, it'll be as tough as old boots if it's kept cool and dry. But once water hits it, the enzymatic process starts, and then if it dries out, it'll die. Soil needn't be soggy, it just needs to be moist enough to allow for continued growth. Be patient with autumn sown seeds. They generally won't germinate either as consistently or as rapidly as those sown in spring. So transplant the seedlings as they occur and leave the trays and pots so that others can germinate in their own time and then can be transplanted in their own time as well. In a moment, we'll explore what you should sow in autumn, but relax, there's no need to go scrabbling for a pen and paper. You can find plenty of relevant links on our podcast pages for seed sowing and for all the topics of our Gardener's World magazine tea break tutorials. These include grow guides for detailed advice and more. So what can you sow now? There are various types of flowers that can respond well to autumn sowing. Hardy annuals, for instance, the key there is in the word hardy. They have a resistance to low temperatures. They dislike quite intensely root disturbance and that means that hardy annuals are generally sown where they are to grow and flower. Things like annual cornflowers, love in a mist, poppies, pot marigolds, calendulas and sweet peas. Perennial flowers, hardy perennials, can be sown now in damp ground. What sort of things? Well, foxgloves, for instance. They love being sown in autumn because that's their natural time. Rudbeckia, similarly, and hollyhocks. They're quite tough when sown outdoors. They're conditioned to it. And also the ground tends to stay moist and they don't risk drying out. And of course, that most fashionable group of flowers at the moment, wildflowers. 
Think about it. In nature, they grow, they flower, they set seed in autumn, and that's when they drop them onto the ground. And they really are a vital part of our gardens, every bit as important as the exotics that we cultivate. They're vital for wildlife, they're vital for pollinators, and by sowing them in autumn, they'll get the vernalization, the repeated freezing and thawing, which triggers germination and allows them to grow far more readily than if they were sown in spring. What's important with wildflowers is that you recognise the difference in their life cycles. There are two distinct kinds. The annual wildflowers, generally those that grow naturally in cornfields, corn poppies, corn marigold, corn cockle, corn flower. The clue is in the corn. Corn is grown annually and those particular seeds grow with corn or certainly grew with corn before improved seed cleaning methods. So by sowing them in November, rather like winter wheat, they were triggered into growth by that repeated freezing and thawing. The important thing about these annual wildflowers is that they grow best on disturbed ground. You can sow them now in autumn on clean ground, rake them in, and they will flower beautifully next year. What they won't do is flower again the year after that, unless you disturb the ground. That's why they keep popping up in annual disturbed cornfields. With perennial wildflowers in a wildflower meadow, things are rather different. They can be sown now, just like the annual wildflowers, but they will grow next year, and they will also grow repeatedly in subsequent years, provided you treat them well. And that means cutting the hay, cutting the mixture off at ground level next September, once the seeds have been shed, but the important thing is that you take that hay off, otherwise it sits in clods and kills out the wildflowers that grow underneath. So just remember, two distinct kinds of wildflower meadow, the annual kind that needs repeated disturbance each autumn, and the perennial kind that just needs cutting in autumn and the hay taking off. That way, you'll be producing a feast of flowers that you will love, but also that bees, butterflies, moths and other invertebrates will enjoy as well. Just make sure that you sow a type of seed mix which suits your soil. I've got a lovely wildflower meadow here, but I'm on chalk, so I sowed a chalk downland mix, and it changes its makeup every year. We start with cowslips in April, and then marguerites in May, followed through with knapweed, pale blue scabious, vetches, and then the marjoram of late summer. I can tell you, it's a glorious mix, but it changes imperceptibly through the seasons and year on year. Just make sure you know whether you want an annual meadow or you want one which carries on giving year after year, a perennial one. Now for what you can eat, and there are various vegetables that respond to autumn sowing. They do tend to give you an earlier crop. It can be more risky sowing in autumn if you get really poor weather, heavy frosts, heavy rains. So yes, there's a bit of a risk attached, but it will make sure if things go according to plan and you can offer them 
a little bit of protection out there that you get an earlier crop. Broad beans, Aquadulce claudia is a good autumn-sown variety, as is stereo. Winter hardy lettuce, like winter density and winter gem. If you have a cloche or two where you can protect them from the worst of the weather, not so much heat as shelter, they should do well. Perpetual spinach, like medania, and peas. You can try autumn-sown varieties of peas. What can go wrong? Well... Prolonged spells of freezing weather are not to their liking. It is a bit of a gamble. If you see them coming, you can use cloches and fleece to protect them little. Slugs and snails are a real wet weather scourge, and biological controls like nematodes don't work in really cold weather. But you can use sharp grit or wool pellets as part of your defences. And fungus diseases can plague leafier crops outdoors. Just try and find them shelter but good air circulation. An unused greenhouse or a cold frame will make life so much easier and you can ventilate it to get that through airflow. So, there are a few things to keep your eye on, but think of the rewards. For autumn seed sowing, you've just got to make sure that you're offering the plants every chance of success. Keep an eye on the weather to see what's coming, and that way you can often circumvent the biggest of the problems. That's it for now. Have I planted a seed for you? Don't hold back. Seeds are tough little blighters, tougher than we give them credit for, but the moment that water hits the seed, you're in charge. And don't forget, autumn sowing is so often nature's way. With you there to help when the winter gets a little tougher, you can ease them through it with some careful TLC. It'll all add to your growing skills and bring you some early colour, an earlier harvest, and the thrill of knowing that you're doing your bit for wildlife as well. From me, Alan Titchmarsh, until the next time, whatever the weather, enjoy your garden. You've been listening to Tea Break Tutorials with me, Alan Titchmarsh, produced by Lucy Ditchmont for BBC Gardener's World magazine. 